Hello and welcome to All Indians Matter. I am Ashraf Engineer. Recently, I published an episode on the criticality of banking and financial inclusion for a strong growing economy. While that is a multifaceted issue, one of the key barriers to financial inclusion is the astonishingly high levels of financial illiteracy in India, even among the educated. A National Center for Financial Education survey a couple of years ago found that only 27% of Indians are financially literate. Let's add further context to this. India has more than 275 million households and an estimated 100 million households are set to become savers for the first time. They will look beyond traditional avenues such as bank fixed deposits and gold. However, lack of financial awareness is a hurdle both for them and the wider financial sector. Why is this a problem and what are the solutions? All Indians matter. We have on the show Yusuf Rupawala, Chief Information Officer at a multinational bank in India and responsible for technology delivery at the bank. In a career spanning more than 30 years, he has handled a variety of roles in the banking technology domain at both local and global levels. He has strong experience in managing large IT transformational projects across retail banking, regulatory systems, inclusive banking, internet and mobile banking, etc. Welcome to the show Yusuf. Hi Ashraf and it's a pleasure being here. Yusuf, why is financial literacy important at the micro level? See, financial literacy is the foundation of your relationship with money, and it's a lifelong journey. You know, the earlier we start, the better. The education that we impart for financial literacy is very, very important, and it's no different. You know, education, whether you do for your own development or for money, is equally important. Now, each one of us, irrespective of our gender, education level, or wherever we live, whether in urban areas, rural areas, we need to, all of us to know effectively how to manage our money. This goes on right from the uh, laborers who work on on a daily wage, or for somebody who is earning money at the highest level. Financial literacy also provides, you know, financial service providers to reach out to a population which is currently dependent on local money vendors, which is a big, big one, which is in India and especially in the smaller cities and smaller villages. This can gap can be closed, you know, once we have a wider reach of financial literacy. while financial literacy you know can uh, change be a life changer for the most vulnerable people in the society for others who are at a better level you know that can help bridge gap and facilitate economic mobility has the covid-19 pandemic heightened the need for it yes of course you know covid-19 pandemic has definitely heightened the need for it i think it's it's important because uh, especially during the lockdown days it was very difficult to people to even reach out uh, and go out to collect money from atms or the banks which were open as a part of essential services it kind of you know has uh, created a lot of avenues where people have enabled pay- payments like upi which can be taking money from apps like google pay bheem etc which allowed seamless money transfer and the biggest thing especially in the wave one of covid where physical contact was such a challenge you know with the contactless payment on qr codes and upi and even contactless cards that has really helped you know heighten the need for financial literacy and also has increased the volumes dramatically within the country that's right as a banker could you give us some examples of financial illiteracy that you're seeing every day around you oh there are many of them and i think a few of them which i can really think of is you know one is not having a financial plan a lot of people you know carry a lot of money with them you know or don't have any money with them and don't have a financial plan as to how they are either going to use the money they are having or how they are going to fund their expenses if they don't have money 
uh, I think the other uh, levels of literacy, which is kind of a bit surrogate to financial literacy, also is the cybersecurity literacy. I think because that's where uh, with today's digital age and world, you know, customers many times you've seen uh, fall uh, prey to fraudsters who you know kind of collect the internet banking credentials, uh, other OTPs, and other kind of stuff from them and kind of defraud them. So that literacy also is something very very important for everybody. So financial literacy, the cybersecurity aspect going with it, and then finally. It also drops down to how you manage your own devices, which is including your mobile phones, your PCs and stuff like that, because they all are linked into together. That's right. And we are seeing so much uh, of this kind of news that you mentioned uh, nowadays. At the ground level, how does all this affect the country's financial inclusion effort? No, I think it's 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 important because if you if you I think we touched upon the National Center for Financial Education, I think their survey states that about twenty seven percent of Indians are only financially literate. I think the other stat that you mentioned that you know there is a potential hundred million population which is a potential saving population. I think it is it is very very important that the country has a robust framework for allowing financial uh, inclusion, financial literacy uh, inclusion and literacy across uh, the population, that allows uh, the country to rapidly grow its economy, and I think. Uh, the government is taking a lot of efforts on it, and there are a lot of schemes which the government have started in the, in the recent past. You know, which is kind of very very useful for allowing the uh, population to be more and more financial literate. There are products which have reached even the uh, lower strata of the society, reached out to rural areas, even uh, pension schemes which allow uh, uh, the middle class, the upper middle class, to plan for the future. Uh, uh, schemes like the Sukanya scheme, which allows for the ladies to be uh, younger children, women children to be kind of uh, you know investing. So there are a lot of things which are happening. Let's flip the question, Yusuf. If we were to have high levels of financial literacy, how different would our economy look? Yeah, I think the financial literacy will will give more uh, spending power to to the people because you know A is it's typically it's the concept of what you manage is you can you know measure properly. So what you measure you can manage properly. And that's a key concept which is there. So it gives you an ability to understand what exactly is where you're standing as a individual with your financial uh, capability which you've got, which means that it gives you lesser stress and anxiety. So you've got uh, you know. Uh, access to a wider st- credit structure your financial goals are more uh, e- you are greater equipped to reach your financial goals so for example you may have a goal to buy a house or a car or your children's education or get married i think with that knowledge on financial literacy it will definitely you know help you kind of grow uh, in this area and as 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 individuals grow, the economy along with that kind of grows. So it becomes a consumer economy. It allows a, a much 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 more turnover on stuff and purchases, which happens, and that's allowed the economy to grow. The manufacturing grows, and everything else follows it. So you know, as as the literacy increases, the people will be able to be in a more formal sector. They'll be able to invest. They'll be able to borrow money, and they'll be to. Uh, you know, save money in a much more contextual manner, which will be there. Yusuf, a lot of banking today is done online. Could you explain the importance of financial literacy in this context? Now, I know you've already spoken about this to some extent. You mentioned cyber fraud, cyber security, etc. But could you explain it, it, it in a little more detail? 
Yeah, I think with with the with the with the financial literacy uh, uh, is important from the sense that you know with online banking channels available, people need to have an understanding as to what services are available online and what is secure and what is not secure. In in today's world, you know, uh, there is a very fine line with the way you look at something which is uh, a, a real real bank message or a, a or a proper financial message versus a fraudster who is trying to defraud you. So that's that's where the financial literacy comes into play. You know, it 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 one needs to understand that in today's uh, environment, India is one of the leading countries where it allows for a very secure money transfer across two entities, either a person to a person or a person to a business. Uh, or, or a person to uh, uh, any bill payment services these are always protected by multi factor authentication in the country and hence you know this literacy typically is something which is very important which allows people to understand that a whole transmission portion is safe and secure and it directly under their control now with financial literacy you will be able to emphasize this uh, you know much more to the individuals so they able to very clearly distinguish uh, themselves from what is a right way what is a correct uh, way of making a payment this is somebody fraudulently picking up a payment and then uh, making a fraudulent transaction onto their accounts now that is one secondly you know fin- the fintechs generally will help close these kind of gaps you know there are today companies which offer a wide range of services uh, uh, you know to meet the financial uh, literacy challenges which are there in the country i think that is something also which is very very important but yeah overall i think financial uh, uh, literacy is the one uh, which will allow you to a understand what services are available that is one two is how you can make the most of the services which is available on online channels especially through mobile banking which is available on the go three is it will help you distinguish between what is the right kind of a payment what is a, which is a kind of a fraudulent payment or a fraudster who is trying to you know uh, squeeze out money from you three is i think uh, finally it is in terms of the different uh, avenues by which you can make payments so you don't need to go into uh, you know stuff like making bill payments you don't need to stand in queues at merchants you can make payment uh, at even uh, at a 1 rupee 10 rupee level uh, directly through a qr code uh, and a upi application so that's i think important that financial literacy can allow you to do a lot of banking uh, capabilities uh, you know on an online channel today and are banks or the financial services sector as a whole doing anything to grow financial literacy levels no i think banks are playing their part so i think there is a considerable amount of population in the country is sal- uh, salaried so the banks obviously though that's a more of an educated uh, uh, you know community which is there which which understands what financial literacy is all about but i think yeah if you take that uh, strata of the population the more and more digitized uh, it gets and more and more non touch banking is there that that the banks enable that uh, in you know in several organizations especially the human resources team work with the finance department to help their workforce in this regard and especially in in times of covid when there was a lot of financial stress productivity was impacted so the organizations are doing doing their bit uh, banks themselves you know are reaching out there are there are banks which which operate a lot in the rural areas where they help uh, people with the banking capability uh, you know even today uh, with the 2015 digitization of the uh, the jandan yojana and everything else which has happened in the country that's kind of created a surge in understanding and literacy uh, amongst uh, uh, population on on financial literacy which is there 
Many experts like you have been saying that financial literacy should become part of the school syllabus, that the effort should start early. Uh, talk us through that. Oh, that that's this is one of the closest topics to my heart. I think because uh, my my feeling is that today uh, our curriculum definitely has a room to improve and add more on financial literacy. You know, we we are taught uh, all subjects like maths, geography, uh, history, uh, literature, and stuff. So so on. Then why not finance? Why not money? Uh, uh, selectively, few courses are available at in in higher standards you know uh, where people are given to the choice to choose between uh, financial subjects or science subjects which are there but i think it is not a commerce or a science subject it's it's a common topic covering across the board so it's important that uh, at least some if not a full subject you know uh, workshops are organized knowledge is transferred to children on how to manage their money that's that's very important you know it, it's it's in when you look at money primarily when i look at money i look at it in three or four ways one is i look at it as payments which you primarily do to uh, give it to somebody or receive it from somebody two is looking at saving and third is looking at growing your money which is your wealth management and finally looking at it as a more of a future which is your retirement i think all of these can be touched uh, you know each one of them uh, in a selective way to nurture the younger minds who are there and i think the earlier they start they'll be much much better control you know of of the finance and how they have a life for themselves with whatever resources are available within yeah i think those are very critical points actually and within this uh, wide wide financial literacy umbrella what are the specific topics that you would like to see being taught in school i know you've spoken already about the four large umbrellas but within those are there any sub topics that you would like to mention yeah and again come back to the i think one of the key topics is on the, on the uh, uh, fraud management the risk management of money which is involved so that's very very important i think uh, the the topics have to be taught in a manner where children are encouraged to uh, you know uh, understand what it is i'll give an example you know uh, you know it's it's if today parents give uh, pocket money to their children once they reach an age of maybe 10 12 15 whatever there's a mobile phone already available with a kid you know now how can the parents enable the child at a very early age on giving them the money digitally like for example you know when my son started growing i just gave him a digital account and a digital card then that's all was the pocket money from him so then he started you know understanding the whole skill of how do i walk out to an atm how do i plan my day you know how much money i need because at at this age they really don't plan the day so well so these are the things which is very important for people to you know start enabling their children at a very very early age and of course supporting them it's not just giving it to them and leaving you on their own you know they will fail they will struggle and you you have to support them at all points of time but that's that's a very very important thing which you know uh, needs to be done Uh, at the uh, uh, parents level to help the child grow and pick up uh, uh, financial skills which is very very important here i think very few would argue with you when you say that uh, financial literacy should be included at a very early age when children are being taught but would it be tough to include a subject like that in the syllabus at a time when the country is struggling to impart even basic education to all and i think that's that's a fair comment ashraf and i think that that's important that uh, yeah education is mandatory i i don't think there is any 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 two ways to it i think it's important that education every child in the country gets educated i think uh, if it is made a part of the curriculum then there is no reason why it cannot be taught along with the education which is given to to the children you know i'm not saying that you only teach financial literacy and don't educate the child i think you need to 
both needs to go hand in hand together as subjects i think with obviously today with lot of technology lot of digital channels available uh, you know it it's it's a it's it's how we leverage that how the mindset changes and how the children also are very fast learners today so one thing very important that we we all know uh, is that no matter what stature of life you are at you know at whatever age you are you know uh, you know uh, you specially know how much money you need and how you count so that is something that comes naturally to anybody uh, that that that's important that's a necessity which is brought it up and i think the education can only round it off better you know it can polish it better the individual how he or she carries and manages the funds which are available at whatever level that they have got with them and that's important it's a tough question to do you know where you you i don't think it's a choice you it's not it's not either you can do normal education or financial education i think you need to do both i think that's that's how i would say it would go through absolutely absolutely right are banks reaching out to the education sector to help them sort of craft a financial literacy syllabus no so i think the banks definitely are are playing the bit there is there's a lot of csr going on you know banks are reaching out reaching out to different different places where they can actually uh, uh, train people on basic financial literacy they guide the customers they they do they are doing that bit and i think the national strategy for financial education also is is, is whatever the fic career approach which they have got that is helping it move forward yeah actually we don't find many parents talking to their children about money and its management that's something that you've also spoken about uh, earlier how big a barrier is that you think that's something that parents should actively do now yeah i think uh, i think as as for the barrier itself i think it's with the with the newer newer generation i think that barrier is reducing i think today uh, i think as the gen y and gen z are coming in the barrier the generation gap between the parents and the children is kind of reducing that's that's my belief uh, i think the other important thing is that uh, yeah it's important that uh, like any other uh, key mature topics in life parents need to have conversations with the children on on money management that's very very important i think today is more of a spending society that we've got than you know a saving society so that there, there, there are children who children and parents who, who got enough money to spend i think it's important that this is kind of understood well by the children and it's not taken in a literal manner that there's a source which is giving the money and there's a source which there's an individual who keep on spending i think it's important that parents counsel their child children you know show them the value of money show them the importance of it and that they can do in various ways you know they can they can themselves counsel the children they can pick up some uh, you know videos courses which are available online which can help guide them i think conversations like anything on mature topics that you have with children are important and that will help uh, children understand and value the money and management of it as they move forward yusuf let's break down any person's life into various stages you just become an adolescent you first start getting let's say pocket money or your first exposure to handling money happens um, you then start working later on you have a settled life maybe you have children then you're matured in your career and finally you retire it's different kinds of financial literacy that comes into play at each stage doesn't it so what what role does it play no it again plays very very important role so i think the the first thing is and i think these are the early years you know maybe uh, uh, below 20 uh, under 20 or maybe under 25 is very important that one understands uh, fina- uh, gathers knowledge on financial literacy and you know keeps oneself upgraded in terms of what avenues and what options are available for all the different things which i mentioned earlier payments savings uh, you know wealth growth 
and future planning for uh, maybe your retirement. So this uh, theoretical knowledge is very, very important that needs to be gathered uh, in, in the early stages of life. Uh, and I think very important uh, if it is gathered once before one starts making money and earning them. Then I think as you as you start, uh, you finish your studies and you start getting your first job and start working towards it. I think you this is where you need to establish your financial goals. You know you will have, uh, and at a younger age you have a lot of ambitions in mind. You may want to buy a, a high end phone or you may want to buy a vehicle for yourself or you may even want to buy a house for yourself. So that's where the understanding as to how goal based saving can be done, how goal based investment can be done, and how much money you can extrapolate to you know. Uh, gather after uh, a certain period of time so you can reach your goal. So if you have a goal for, say, another three years, you want to buy a car, then today there are a lot of tools available which allows you to plan that and see how you can reach that goal. And if you do goal-based investment, then that's something which will always help you in terms of achieving your goals, uh, especially expensive ones in life. You know, So that's, that's I would say, from a, a early working days to about 10 15 years of experience is something which you always do but at the same time you also start saving money uh, you know which helps you for potential uh, children in the future their education and their needs and then you know when you move to a, a much much mature state say an age between 35 to 50 you know you start having much more uh, understanding in terms of how much money you need how much you need to save for retirement so you start continuing to build your financial base and are continuing to also stay track of your goals. That's when you'll think of items like emergency funds, which will come to your mind. Hey, what happens if somebody's sick and I need money? How will you manage it? And you keep on fine-tuning your goals and the money you're saving and spending. So that's where I would say at that age, it will come in. Once you are closer to your uh, above 50 and you know at maybe at 60 or 65, you're retiring, you know, you start really planning for that. How much money will I have? How will I live my rest of my life without a drop in my standard of living? And that's what I touched a bit earlier also that, you know, it's important that you know that you have enough money and you don't drop your standard of living. You know, it's it's that's where it's important to know how you invest your money correctly after you retire. And then finally, once you retire, I think you start living a controlled life. You know, you, you, you have a clear view of the money available with you and how do you plan and how do you want to deliver it? I think also important is that you know, at that stage, you also have to plan what will you do post you are not there. So whether you want to make a will, you want to nominate somebody. So all these things are really different stages of financial uh, literacy in one's life. Of course, uh, there are different variables which are associated with it, but that's what I think is, is the one which is there. So Yusuf, here's a question I ask all my guests at the end of the conversation. Why do you do this work? I think the satisfaction that comes from uh, making somebody financial literate, you know, who can, who's not really understanding money, not understanding banking, and and to make them happy, you know, to see that their money is safe and secure, that that's a thrill which is which is which is I think very good. I give an example, you know, in, in especially in the COVID lockdown days, we actually encouraged our mate that we will transfer money to your account and then you walk to your nearest ATM and pick it up, so don't need to come. And I think that's something which really kept her going, her family going during the period of uh, difficult days of COVID because the money came to her, uh, you know, and she could uh, leverage it. And I think that has become a practice now. You know, we've kind of just moved on to 
online money transfer to her she gets the money she saves some whatever portion she can and then she utilizes it so that's that's very very important i think the there obviously there's there's no limit to it you can still move forward you know you can help her help her with insurance medical insurance you can help her with stuff like uh, you know online payments using mobile but these things slowly will pick up i think it's important and i think my my belief is that in a city like bombay if if each household does at least for one or two people you know you imagine that this will then go and replicate further down to their families when they reach their villages and it it goes on so it is a multiplier effect that we all can do so that's that's something which is very important yusuf thanks so much for these very important insights on what should be a priority but isn't talked about much thank you all for listening please visit allindiansmatter.in that's a w l i n d i a n s m a w t e r . i n for more columns and audio podcasts you can follow me on twitter at ashraf engineer that's a s h r a f e n g i n w e r and all indians count that's a w l i n d i a n s c o u n t search for the all indians matter page on facebook on instagram the handle is all indians matter email me at editor at allindiansmatter.in catch you again soon <laughs>